Yo. Hey, yo, what's happening? What's happening? How y'all doing this week, man? Welcome to Red Cut TV Podcast. This is Prince Rail. Hey, it's your boy, I-double-Z-Y. T. Welcome to Red Cut TV. Talk to him. We got a special guest today. Real special guest, man. Got real got my dad, Derek. He nice. Hey, good there, man. How everybody doing out there today? Hey, Pops, welcome to the show. Hey, we've been talking about getting more here since the beginning. Opportunity, man. <laughs> you welcome. We've been trying to get you on here for the longest, man. Well, we glad to have you on here. Hey, y'all, man. I feel like I ain't any... y'all having all those good discussions about rapping. I ain't even included, man. Oh, you know what? The next big one we have about some music, we're gonna throw you in there because we know you. You don't sing all aspects of rap, like oh, you don't sing any. You know, first started, man. Yeah, you were around when it first started, even trap. So you seen rap when it was, you know, uh, oh, I don't, I don't do a brain fart just then. Uh, I don't, I don't see rap when it was just um, when every rapper had to have a DJ and how the West Coast turned uh, to gangster rap. We seen from Luke Skywalker, uh, basically on. Seeing how rap transfer to trap music on yep. the East Coast to New York, not to Atlanta. So they say a rap wasn't gonna last no more than about five years, man. That's over like 30 something years. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a lifestyle. It only became a lifestyle. This ain't going nowhere no time soon. Yeah. And your brother made a joke the other day said, My partner be listening to rap movies in the 60s. 60s. <laughs> Probably because that's all I know. You listen to Raw Wade the other day, man. <laughs> What? <laughs> hey man, look, shout out to Rod Wave, that new album. I, I was I'm not gonna say I was a big fan of Rod Wave. I just can't get with the vibe. But yeah. this new album, I was like, you know, like it. Yeah. I mean my first book put me on Broadway. And I was like, who is this cat is? I tell the time I told dad that light. Like, I was like, man, he, this too the cat, man. He can't <laughs> bro. Yeah, you I know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I really, really, I wasn't really big on Huawei when he first came out because I thought he just made like sad music. But yeah. listen to him though. He be, he be sound some real stuff though, man. He really do, man. He really got some wisdom in, behind his lyrics, and that's when I was like, I, right, you know, I can, I can feel it a little bit because at first I was like, look, I'm a lively person. Mm-hmm. And it's only so much that I could take, you know. Now that poison, I look with that. I, I, I really love that poison song he got. That one and uh, yeah. Red light or green light. It's one of you know. Green. I think it's green. It's green light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Pistol in the party don't seem right. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and get into some of these topics. You know, uh a, a real major topic that we, we can't look over. Um, is, is Dante right? You know, the, the unfortunate events that took place and, you know, another young black man has lost his life uh, from law enforcement. We're going to speak a little bit about that and, you know, pay our condolences to, they, uh, to, to his family and stuff like that. What are y'all thoughts, man? Yeah, well, first, um, I just, um, it's, at this point, it's not it's not it's nothing new because you said so much you can kind of get numb to it, which isn't good because Dante Wright was twenty years old. And I'm twenty one, so I could that could have easily been me that was in his issues and lost my life. But um, it's just crazy, and it's crazy because how it happened. It's um, it happened during the trial of the George Floyd situation, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same ten miles away from where George Floyd died. So that's just a it's just weird to me, man. What's your thoughts, Pop? <sighs> man, it's tough, man. Though know, coming from me being a father of two young men, you know, in their early twenties, then we got a baby, my baby boy. He just ten, and like I was playing to a guy today, it's my talker different with my sons. You know, I got to tell my son how they present themselves around the police officer. Um, and like I tell Jim all the time, I constantly pray and I worry. 
about where y'all well beings at and you know it's it's tough. I understand about for young black men is is it's really terrifying, you know, it's just crazy that we supposed to look at the police to protect and they serving for Right. My my shout outs to the family, man. My heart goes out to them, man. I just pray for us as young black men, not just black men, just black men, period, that we open our eyes up to a whole lot of things that are going on around us. You know, and I'm just going to say I might be wrong, but the Ku Klux Klan's are not wearing white sheets anymore. They're wearing regular clothes right now. They ain't police officers. They ain't police uniform. They ain't yeah. big they in big corporation right now. So these very same people we socialize with, we don't know their personal life on a day-to-day basis. So all I can say, man, is stay prayed up, man, and stay cautious, man. And like my wife say, put your hand on the steering wheel and, and try to do the old procedure, man, and try to have that phone somewhere on you record it, man, because there's – that is our biggest thing. Now, we got to have some kind of way we can record these folks, but we got to come together and have some type of meeting with the police officer, man, and we need to come together at one and explain, and they need to come up with some new training procedures for these police officers. They got some psychological evaluation on some of these police because you got some of these police uh, really trying to get back at people who bullied them in school. Mm-hmm. So yep. those people become police before they can get back at people that Bullet them in school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely right, Pop. Like, it, there are some people, you know, out here that uh, they believe, you know, they, they become police officers because they can hide behind the badge. You are absolutely right. And I and I do believe I'm going to stand behind your, uh, your stance on that. They do need to have some more procedures that they need to be trained upon. You know, me being a person uh, in the armed forces, you know, I'm in the military and stuff like that. We can't do those things. You see what I'm saying? We're held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the police need to be as well, because if we're protecting, if I'm protecting the nation, I got to trust that the police officers who are protecting the counties, the states, the highways, mm-hmm. they need to be trusted to protect so, uh, the civilians the citizens of the United States, because when you're killing innocent people and you're, you're able to get away with it, you're able to go on leave, call it what you want to administrate and leave is still leave. You see what I'm saying? So pretty much what you're saying is you can kill somebody today and get paid leave. So if I need some free leave, I'm gonna go shoot somebody. It shouldn't work that way. Cause if I shoot somebody, there's an investigation behind it, regardless if it's a terrorist, regardless if it's a, a I get the same investigation I would get as if I was to shoot somebody on the street, it, it, as if I was to shoot a terrorist. Same investigation, period. Just to make sure that I follow procedures and rules of uh, rules of engagement. Because that's what the military got. It's called a rope, R-O-E, rules of engagement. If I broke any one of those rules, I can go to jail. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I feel like the police should be held to that standard. If you shoot a civilian, up until the time you approve your guilt, you're not guilty or guilty, you should go to jail. There should be no there should be no conversation about we're gonna send you on administrative leave until this is over with. No, go to jail. Go to jail, investigate it, sit in jail. I guarantee we put those type of measures on the police, a lot of this will cease. It, it'll stop. But just like you said, there are people with hidden agendas who got that badge. I can go on and tell you stories about me when I was in school. I know guys who right around here who don't pull it off just to, to do that to guys, you know, because they they were getting bullied. Not necessarily just getting bullied. Mm-hmm. They went, they look at it like I went better than the guy. I played football with the guy. I couldn't even get on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Might be on the team. And now he a police officer, he pulling you over for unnecessary reason. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. ask him a question why you pull him over, he can't even get no else. But he said a rat for what? 
because you couldn't get on the football field, that's not my problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can talk to any, and it's sad because just like those stories, you can ask any black man between the ages of 16 to 25 if they've ever had an incident where they got pulled over for no reason, and they'll tell you a story about it. They'll have a story. That's scary. It's scary. That's it scary. Is. I have too many mm-hmm. stories of just being, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I was young and I first got my car, it was what it was. If I was doing wrong, I'll admit it. Yes. You know, was I, was I speeding when I first got my car? I sure was. But there was also instances where I was just cruising. And I got pulled over. And, you know, they got mad because I wouldn't pull right, I wouldn't pull over right away. It's a dark area. I don't I don't feel safe. I was always raised. If you're getting pulled over and you're in a dark area, you need to go until you're like by a gas station, somewhere light where people can see you and you can know what's going on because you never know what's going to happen to you. That's right. Because if you out there and the only thing lighting you up is police lights. And you a mm-hmm. black man. You don't know. I've been pulled over for driving a nice car. I've been pulled over because they didn't have no reason at all. They just wanted to see who I was. I've been pulled over in my hometown. Every time I come home, I get pulled over because I got North Carolina tags and they want to know who's driving that red charge. Yep. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> and that's what it is, man. We we being racially profiled. Yep. It's sad that it cut off our skin Put us in so many different situations. Mm-hmm. Just being black is tough, bro. It is. I'm talking about in all areas, it, it, even on jobs, man. You can't even get promotion, man, because of your color. But you don't put in the hard work. And this guy over here, uh, the Caucasian guy, he ain't doing nothing. You know everything. They still get him the job. Yep. It will. And it's then bad. Um, they're trying to throw, well, well, you ain't got this type of degree, or you ain't you ain't got this qualification. Yes. But the white man ain't got no degree, he ain't got no qualification. But you want to go talk to him before you're gonna talk to me, though. They're right. I'm doing the same thing he doing with, without no degree or no qualification, and he got a degree and a qualification, and he ain't, he can't do half of what I'm doing. But he'll get the job. Yeah, of course, of course. That's why they have certain quotas in place for diversity, so to speak. <laughs> and then they get mad because they feel like those quotas puts us at a benefit or not a benefit. It puts us at an advantage. No, they don't. Shoot, if it wasn't the quotas, would you even think to hire me at all? <laughs> Thank you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to move on to a lighter topic. <laughs> you already know. Like, <laughs> we could all delve, in, we can dive into this this topic here and really just get to the nitty gritty. Right. But um, um, big shout out to Dante Wright's family. Um, my hearts do go out to y'all. Uh, our condolences, respect, and everything goes out to you guys. And I wish you the best in your hard times, for real. Um, uh, to all the victims, man, that have families have been a part of this police brutality. You know, my heart just go out to because I seen some on TikTok today, and I know we're about to change subject, but. This girl was showing the video and making a song about all the victims that died. And I didn't realize it. It's a, a lot of young black men and women have died by part of I got police, man. And my heart just goes out to my family, they family, man. And y'all know we got y'all in our prayers. And man, everybody out there, man, stay safe, man. Stay safe if possible. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Any last remarks, uh, Prince Real? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all pretty much said it all, man. <laughs> We're gonna move on to a um a little lighter topic, you know. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna base this topic off a a a popular Facebook post I've been seeing uh for the past couple of weeks. You know, it's a post they were saying it don't take men years to figure out if she's the one. Some men can figure out if she's the one uh after three months. What y'all what is y'all take on that? Uh, that's a that's a give and take situation because you know us men be from a front group. I'm a 46 year old male, and mm-hmm. 
Us and Mary, we stubborn. We'll see them, that person will be right there and dead in front of us. And we don't even know it sometimes. We so distracted by all the other females that are around us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then our wife is literally right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we are literally overlook her. Because like I was sharing with the dude the other day, the older I got, the wise I got. You know? Being back with y'all mama is a blessing in the sky. It just, I thank God every day that he gave me another opportunity to be back with my soulmate. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have lost her along the way of me being foolish on run the streets. Not that Sarah cheat. It was just run the streets. And see, that's a black man we don't even see that our wife is literally right now. And we over and we call we we trying to chase all the other tail. And the grass ain't green on the other side. I know what Kirby Ross said, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm, my, my granddad and grandma were married like almost 60 years. My dad and mom been married 45 years. See, all I know is longevity. You feel me? Yeah. Right. Now it's, it's not the day world, but I'm looking at it from the young brother. Hi. I don't, I'm not saying, but I don't yeah. see too many wives. You feel me? Mm-mm. That's a good point. Um, I don't see too many wives. That's a good point. These girls don't really be in the street versus the men. Yeah. Hot girls, summer, city girls up 10 points. Let's that's go. That's, that's what they like. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's kind of hard when you say um, three months. And can you find somebody that you really know? Because honestly, you really don't know nobody in three months for you to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, this is the one. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I've been in a situation like that yeah. where it wasn't three months, it was two, three years. Yeah, yeah, two, three years. I found out, you know what I'm saying? She really, really the one. Yeah, and like D Nice said, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't went back to an old flame like my <laughs> man did, yeah. and um, I, I see what he's saying. Like, you get mixed up. And things that you don't see that you know what maybe she was uh-huh. right for me the whole time. Uh-huh. But I was young though. I was young, I was a care, and I was an athlete on sand. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing all that. and I seen another one. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna just go and do this one. Yeah. But it's kind of hard for you to find somebody in three months and say, you know what, this one I want locked down with. Now, if you can do that, then you know what I'm saying, teach his own if you can do that. I'm not saying you can't do it, but me personally, I just don't see myself doing that in three months. Be like, yeah, you know what? And this one, I don't, I don't think so, man. So I'm gonna ask you, if yes, sir. So you saying? Yeah, I'm gonna ask you from your Michael farm group. Okay. And Ty saying from a different farm group. You met Joelle. You feel me? Mm-hmm. When did you know that she was the one? I'm gonna be honest with you. It was, it was probably I. I can't even lie to you. It was probably less than a month, if that. It was okay. less than two months. It was. It was fast, and hey, I guess it was. Hmm? And you know what? I heard guys say that you feel me. Yeah. And and I mean, like most people would be like, man, you you can't know somebody that fast. And these are true. But I think when it comes to some people, when they meet people and they know like right then or right there, it's not about knowing all the right, but knowing all the bad. Because the previous relationship, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got I got drugged through the mud, you know, on, on, on all aspects, emotionally, physically, you name it. Like I was drugged through the mud. But one thing I've learned from my pops, honesty gets you everything. Everything. Honesty. And the thing about, you know, when I met Joel, we was honest from day one. Right. What our situation was, what we into, what we trying to go in life, everything from day one. And I mean, and the thing about it was we never, and we we laugh about it now, we're engaged. We laugh about it now, but we never just really just sat there and was like, you my girlfriend or I want to be your man. We never did that. It was just like it, it just happened naturally. Happened. It just it was like we went from friends from meeting each other to it was just like 
you mine, I'm yours. And it was unspoken. We just knew what that was. It was just, we exclusive. I'm not fooling with nobody. You not fooling with nobody. You know, we exclusive. Mm. And it was just like in that, within that month, I'd probably say month and a half, just, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. within that time frame, it was just like everything that I've been praying to God about, what I wanted for in a woman, mm-hmm. she she was manifested into that. And I won't even say, man, that's just who she was already. And God was like, I'm going to show you, you looking at it. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And more and more, like just the things that we into, you know what I'm saying? From from music, because we don't have trip, we don't both took trips from, you know, Kentucky to Georgia or from North Carolina to Georgia, and it'd be the small stuff like the music you listen to, or the yep. food you like, or yep. uh, small interests. You know, like I love ice cream. She she like ice cream. We love exercise. We like to eat right. You know, we love to pray and talk to God in the way that we pray is it's almost the same because me and her, we like to just talk to God. Some people, you know, they want to be all formal. And I mean, that's fine if that's how you do it. But we have to just like to have a conversation with God. Just talk to him. Let him know, you know, our heart's desires, write our name, you know, whatever it may be. Or just talk about our day and shoot, God talk to you in stereo if you let him. I promise. <laughs> you know, but oh, I do. Yeah. But man, you just hit the keyword, man. God got to be in the center of the re- in, in any relationship. You yeah. got to, and then like I you said, that that that's what you said. I stuck with me like I know the situation well. I got back with y'all, mom, man. I was at a point where I lower point of my life where I had lost literally everything I have owned. Yeah, and. Your mom, we didn't even start out dating. We just started out just being friends. And that's something we never did in our life, but be friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once we became friends, then we took it slow. We slow walked this time. And that's why I worked out this time. You know what I'm saying? Because she seen something different than me because she was telling me some stuff. So like, there, I would date these guys. And... My tie get flat, they ain't gonna fit my tie. But I used to call you, you'll come there and fit my tie. See, it's the simple little things like that. That yeah. we don't that, that person is literally the one for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can say tell her little thing, like, you know, you always look out for me, you always hold that for me. That literally the little simple things that you don't realize, yeah, this is my wife right here. Yeah. This is the one, this is the one I want to be with. Yeah, it is the small stuff that lets you know. Go ahead, but you know, I I'm glad y'all got some women in y'all life that been raised the right way. You know, it it it, is you have to look at that family situation too, man, because a lot of young girls ain't not getting raised the proper way. They don't want to teach them how to be women, vice versa. The young men ain't being taught how to treat women. Yeah. Right, neither. You know, like I tell my wife every time, I don't base my son on to go out here to be a player. I raise my son, but my three sons to go out to be husband, to be somebody husband, not somebody to be a player. You feel me? Yeah. My son got to be somebody husband. You right. know? And then we got to get to the aspect back, man. We got to teach these young guys, hey, y'all got to be somebody husband. Yeah. Cause you been a player, you got a hundred babies over here. <laughs> yeah, right. and um, and like y'all saying, you being friends first. That's what I seen with my parents when I was 12, 13. When, they, when I seen them get back together, they was more like friends. So that's how I based all my relations on being. Like, we got to be friends first before anything. Because yeah. if you are friends, being a friend means you get to know this person. Mm-hmm. Then and then, once you get to know them, you know that okay. Maybe I want to get serious with this person, and you get serious with them. Now you know them a little better. You can't just go if you ain't ever met nobody. You can't you know, you want to be my girl. You don't even know her. I ain't gonna do that, bro. Can't do it. You can't do you can't that. Do it. You can't do that. And that's why. And that's why. Longer as when you started as friends, I believe that my dad just said his his grandparents, my great grandparents, they was probably friends before they got married. My grandparents were friends before they got married. 
my parents <laughs> were friends before they got married. And if, and if you can constantly see that and you see that it's successful. My grandparents have married 46 years, right? Yep. <laughs> 46 years. Long time. This yeah. year, my parents, our parents been married for five years. Six years. Six. Six, six. Wow. six years. Yeah. <laughs> six years. Yeah. But honestly, for me, even though, you know, it was a point in time my dad went in my life, but he was there though. Mm. So I feel like my parents always been together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you start off being a friend and then it's going to let that elevate to something else. Don't force that on nobody because you start forcing something, it ain't going to work. Man. One thing about me, you know what your dad hate. I hate what? I hate a cheater, man. Yeah. And you got to cheat. Let's tell this woman, man. Look, I don't want you no more. That's it. And move on, man. And don't play with her hard, man. Because she could have been on mood on if I heard another dude. Right. Yeah. That is but, it right there. Like, honesty. Honestly, uh, get you everything. Everything. You know, that's why I scratched that to y'all, man. Tell them the truth. And you don't want to tell them. That might hurt them. Yeah. But tell them. That, that, don't that, waste that, the time. Like, they, don't, they be scared to hurt her. But you hurt her even more by Chino if you ain't telling them that you don't want to be with her. And you can't do it the right way. They put that Trey song song on. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be friends, you know, like. <laughs> it, it, something like it, it's better than lying to him you know what I'm saying and I was I was talking to a young dude matter of fact not even young it was just his mind was young you know he was actually my age he was 25 and he was talking about how he got five different girlfriends right oh yeah and I was like bro you too old for that man he was like, what you talking about he's like man, you know I'm out here just trying to you know I'm trying to find my way I said you finding your way through women like, help me understand. He's like, well, you know, two of them I love. And I said, no, nah, no, you don't. I said, you in love with one, but you love the other. He said, no, nah, man, like, I can't live without. I said, i tell you what. I'm going to show you how you know which one you love. I said, can you tell your whole truth to one of them? I can't tell my whole truth to that one. I said, exactly. You don't love him, bro. I was like, see that? I was like, I'm going to give you another perspective. I said, you know what? I don't have anything against people who, you know, have girlfriends or they do the polygamous thing. But see, here's what's going to get you messed up. If you are good to one or you're good to all these women like that and they don't know about each other, you're going to lose both of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, your best bet is you sit there and you talk to that girl and you let her know what you're into. If you are into having multiple women, give her a chance to, to accept that about you. That's right. Give her a chance to accept that about you. Maybe that's something she want to venture with her man. You that's never right. know. You won't know until you tell her. Because, shoot, some women are into the same things men into. Shoot, yeah, you know, I thought about having a girlfriend. Some girls like that. Some girls might be saying it from a financial point of view. Well, you know, having a girl or another girl in the house, that's three incomes. Shoot, we'd be doing good. You never know. Never but know. going by by lying. Boy, when it do hit the fan. And I told her, I said, so where your girlfriends at now? He was like, well, shoot, both of them in Louisiana. I said, we in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, and I knocked their head off if a dude was in the house. I said, how you going to know? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, what I did for you to say, I do. You died to get They probably got another man. Exactly. You don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> they don't know what's going on with you. They're right. But how you Wait a minute. That's a hard job. Two women? Look, it, it, listen. <laughs> I'm going to put it here like <laughs> That's a lot of lying. And yeah. How do you separate all your time to talk to all five people? Exactly. You can't. You can't. For him, he was saying he in love with only, uh, he in love with two of them. He said the other three he just messed around with. So I like, so basically you wasting these women time. He's like, no, nah, man, you know, shoot, they want what I want. I said, okay, that's cool. So what about the two that you love? Right. Do they know about each other? No, nah, mm-hmm. man, no, nah, man, I can't do that. Mm. I won't let them go. See, that's the other thing about us, man, man. We don't be wanting nobody that'll go. We don't want to let them go. Mm-mm. I don't be with nobody else. Selfish. And then you might got another girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend. You see her, you trying to make her because she trying to talk to another man. Man, ain't you over him? <laughs> right. You happy over there, man. Move on. Get rid of that stigma of thinking women is a, is a possession. You know what I'm saying? Don't be possessive over something. If you don't with somebody, be done with them. Yeah, that's right. You know, don't don't try to hold on to somebody and be like, oh, well, 
I can always have her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have her, so I, shoot, I can always have her. It don't matter who she messing with. That's mine over there. Don't do that. It's crazy, man. Mindset, man. It's a mindset. Mindset got to change, man. It do. Mindset got to change, especially in us men. We, you know, we got to change our mindset, man. Yeah, we do, man. Yeah, we got to change our mindset. Got to do better. I don't like the city boy aspect. I don't even like that. Like my kids, when I do have them, I'm going to raise my boys up, you know, be like, look, it's cool to have friends. It's cool to have female friends. But understand yeah. when it when it comes time for you to, you know, want a girlfriend or something like that, respect the women and don't do nothing to a woman that you wouldn't want done to your mama. That's right. right. That, is the, that is the major thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to share with them. I would never do nothing come up with my dad and wouldn't don't do to my mom. Right. That's it. Yep. I got sisters. I don't even play like that. <laughs> too many of them. <laughs> I got sisters too, and I don't play the radio. <laughs> Promise you, I look, I don't even play like that. We I told you, I said from day one, I said, man, I said, I tell you I don't love you no more before I cheat on you. Oh, that ain't yeah. even how that ain't even how I get down. Hey, man, this is a plan. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you wasting her time if you just in that plan with her. You really got love for no more, man. Then be, I didn't tell the truth, man. Be honest. Be honest. It's in about man. The truth gonna set you free. My thing is, this. I, I be trying to figure out what is it that make people scared of the truth. They're so afraid of the truth that they force themselves to lie. I don't understand. It's, it it's like you said though. They're possessive, right? Yeah. They. I don't want to tell her the truth because they know if I tell her I cheat on her, she's going to leave me. But she don't want to leave you, though, but you're here doing dirt. But mm. she don't want to leave you, though. Because mm. you're That's what it is. You want the if cake and eat it, too. If you're going to tell her the truth, you know she's going to leave you, so you better just get cheated a lot. Because it, 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 it make you feel better because she's still there with you. You ain't got a lot of these cats get around their homeboys want to play their hard bro. Yeah. I know they soft and tissue when they ain't even round their homeboys. Yeah, it wouldn't be macho, man. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, there's too many of them. Don't even do that. Be you all the time, bro. Ride your homeboys and everything. Call with my homeboy. I'm going to tell you quick. I love my wife. I'm going to go home with my wife. Y'all go do you. I'm going this way. If I got my own car, print my own car, you go your way, I go my way. Exactly. Homies, I hang with, and they got women, and they do things that I be telling yo, bro, no. Tell the woman the truth. You feel you don't want them, boy. You don't want them. Don't be sitting there trying to entertain it. You know, like, oh, well, you know, shoot, I'm going to get back. No, man, look, just go ahead. Cut the cord. Be real with shorty. That's it. That's it, bro. It's free. I ain't 46-year-old. Thank you, player. Get out the way. Your time is up, bro. Yeah. That's it, shoot. It, it costs you nothing to keep it a buck. Just being honest, it, it costs you nothing. They try to live in second childhood like Nas said. Like Nas said, they can try to live in second childhood. Yeah, let it go. If you're going to bring a Nas every episode, too, they let y'all know that, man. It's going to be a Nas bar somewhere. <laughs> he really spit life, man. You feel me? He do. He speak life and everything that he talk about, like, Nas is, is is a great that I feel most people just mention just because of his longevity, but they don't even take the time out to realize the craft behind his art. Like, dude really is a genius behind the words he be saying. Really a genius, man. He was really, man, he was really dying with his wife, man. She did him, bro. He, really, he ain't never hear no about being all out in the, in the public. I try to sleep with all these different women, man. He was really in love with Khalees, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Time, but she ain't seen it. Now you see really what's going on. She ain't uni here. Now ain't no more. She's struggling. You feel me? This man don't win them guards still blessing this man. Yeah. But you over here struggling. Cause you got people gotta understand that man. Being in a relationship, you might get away with, but man, you're gonna pay for what you did to this person, man. Yeah. In the relationship. Sometimes yeah. it, it comes in different ways. It might come, you might get broke. You might be sick. It's gonna be a different way. You got to pay for it, bro. <laughs> yeah. When you do fall wrong, look, that's a thing they call karma. That's right. That's all it is. It's a thing they call karma. When you do fall wrong, man, hey, it come back to you. 
tenfold. Yeah. And sometimes when it do come back to you, it, it come back to you in ways that you don't even expect it. You know, it, it might be through your next significant other. It, it might be through family. It might be through your finances or your job. You really never know. Yep. But the trauma going to come back the same way you dished it. Just yep. understand that it come back in a different st- strategy. It come back in a way for you to open up and realize, like, man, you know what? This is familiar. Oh, real for me. <laughs> <laughs> you be looking at sometimes. I, I told you one day, don't get painful. My body hurt every day. I'm paying <laughs> for some stuff I did wrong. You feel me? That's yeah. why I'm going through this, bro. And I didn't tell God I accept it, bro. <laughs> yeah. True. Sometimes you just got to accept that pain, man. Huh? I just got to accept it. You feel me? But these cats I am, man, think they play a. And you got the older cat my age, they they still play us too, man. You know, man, get out of the way, bro. Your, your time is up, bro. You, see, up, man? you need you need to be trying to focus on something bigger and better now, man. You got children, man, in the street. And you trying to still be in the street? That ain't going to work, bro. You got to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Go home. <laughs> that the same way I feel like by them, by them foot coming to that barbershop. Getting your bald head. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe dog just felt like he was gonna get a cleaner cut that way. Maybe he be cutting his head up when he do it himself. You never know. Man, they got stuff out here now, man. I put them on game, man. They got this new trim out here, man. You won't cut your head up no more. We ain't gonna plug the name, man, because we ain't got no money from him, though, but you heard him. <laughs> Go check out the trimmer, man, to find out what it is. <laughs> Can't advertise it, you know what I'm saying? They ain't, nah, no free promotion. No, no free promotion. No, you don't get no free promotion out here, man. <laughs> no, nah, we can't do that. If, not, if, if it's our own, we'll be out here free promoting, man. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Right, right now, man. Oh, 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 that's yeah. going. Uh, shout out to the, uh, the Baby Booker, man. The Baby Booker Tiger, man. We got our little AU team starting down here, man. 1200, man. Trying to do something different, man. Trying to be mental, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we got our next tournament next week in Stone Mountain, man. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Showcase all the talent. They've been working really hard, man. Really, really hard. I got a Facebook page, don't you? Yeah, we got a Facebook page. Baby Booker Tiger. Y'all go, y'all go, y'all go look that up on Facebook. Baby Booker Tigers. Give them a like. Show them young boys some love, man. Yeah. They've been really working hard, man. It's been a real joy. You know, it's been a dream of mine, man, to start an AU team. For sure. Like, I remember you talking about it when we were little, like, you was going to have your AU team, man. Look, Lord God bless you with. Yeah. And it's amazing, man. I get to do it with my nephew, my son, and my little cousin, you know, man. So it's it's a blessing in itself, man. That and then I got to hook up with my own other cousin, Coach Duke, man, you know, family, man. And he had the same vision I had. So you know, and God we're working out well, you know, it's it, it gonna get better with time, you know, the program gonna grow. And hey. We, we do what we do, man. Most of all, man, it ain't even, you know, it's more than basketball, too, man. It's about teaching these young men how to be young men, man, and, mm-hmm. and, and teaching them how to be a man. Because we got so many young men who fathers ain't in their life, man. This is a good mentor program to really show these young men that see two married men, you know, and mm-hmm. let them see a different light of life or, or what they're saying on the basis. Because these kids are seeing a lot of stuff on a day-to-day basis, man. You got different kids come from... I respect there's a lie, so you got to deal with a lot of different attitudes and uh, what these person going through. So this is, we just hope this program help a lot of young men and that they learn about life situation, not only life situation and basketball situation. For sure, definitely, you know, and that's it, just a real big opportunity because I I know like coming up when I was in sports, man, like whether it was football, baseball. Uh, basketball, I think, you know, it's more than that sport. Like you said, it's it's a mentor. It's like the first mentorship you get as a child coming up, you know. When you when you play sports, I don't know about all, you know, all people, but I know, like, down south, we are, you know, we religious. We real spiritual. Yep. <laughs> it's in our, you know, it's, it's in our spirit. You got to feel that. 
that's part of your pregame right there, believe it or not. Like that, we gonna pray. We gonna call, we gonna call on the Lord and let him know, hey, we warriors in this locker room right here. We finna go out there and do your work. That's right. And claim that victory in your name. Like that's what we do. Like football, I mean, football for me when I did play, it made me more spiritual for real, because it, it you have when you're doing those things when you were a hundred and forty pound linebacker, like I'm the littlest thing out there. <laughs> 150, 140 pounds. And I gotta push somebody that's 30, 40 pounds heavier than me. I gotta be able to look within myself and break past my limits. And the only way you're gonna do it is, is being spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm breaking tackles, averaging five tackles again. Like that type of stuff right there. And you little, and that goes for anybody. I mean, you could be the, uh, a big tall running back or a little bitty running back and don't weigh close to nothing. It don't matter what it is. Like a sport, when you tap into the spiritual man, you'll be amazed at what you can do. You'll be amazed at your strengths and the feats that you can accomplish yeah. because it 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 just your your coach is always going to be that person who's seen that potential in you. And I and I think that's why that's what makes some coaches better than most. And that's why a lot of coaches, especially from the South, like high school coaches, they get remembered and recognized long after, you know, they are no longer coaching by professional players because these are the people that seen potential in you when you when, when you was at the ground level. Legendary man who Helped a whole lot of kids, man. I'm talking about even in my generation. Mm -hmm. Just opening up the gym, man, and letting us ball, man, and, and mentoring us, man, and keeping us off the street, man. Shout out to Henry, man, and the family, man. Yeah. Here with y'all, cause man, we lost, we really lost an icon in Bonesville. We did, man, because uh, I remember Mr. Henry, um, my second year playing um, basketball. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the night, man. I got my jersey number, game number 45, man. <laughs> I was looking, I'm looking sad. Mr. Terry Murphy said, don't you look sad? <laughs> That's a number. Mm -hmm. And my dad told me, Michael Jones, 45. Yeah. I just went out and hoop. And that was one of my best years ever playing basketball, man. But Mr. Terry Murphy, he taught me a lot, man. You know, it's, it really sad that we lost him, though, man. Yeah, you know, we lost yeah. icon, man. I pray to God, man. I'm fighting for him every day. That some kind of, uh, we got to have some kind of menu be you, man, of Mr. Henry, man. We got to have something that is in his name, bro. Yeah. Got to be something in their name. Got to. Okay. Got to. Mr. Henry, and I mean, it's generations. It's generation, bro. It, he's he's done generations. Because, I mean, even when I started out playing for the Suns, the second yeah. Suns, oh, my God. And he used yeah. to, I used to come, I used to finish playing ball, man, where it was me, me, Shaq, and, you know, whoever else who I was playing with. I just remember me, Shaq. And I remember, like, we would play our hearts out, man. And I was real good. Shout out to my pop, Be Nice, you know what I'm saying, helping me with the, you know, I, I was nice with that out there. That left hand was something serious, but I, I just wasn't tall enough to hit a layup. But I could shoot. I could shoot, yeah. and I could steal. Yeah. And, you know, I'd play my heart out, be ready to cry. And Mr. Henry, I remember he'll, he'll come over there, man, and, and he'd be like, look, you know, pick your head up. Like, take this as a lesson. Like, I, I remember he would just – see us over on the bleacher sad because he knew we was gonna lose. <laughs> like yeah. you know I, no no disrespect to the coach I had at the time but it was it was just hard you know and then just seeing him you know with Ty and watching you know Hayden and I'm little cousins and all the, that, that they played and Mr. Henry was just a bit and he don't forget faces he don't forget faces or names. Mm -mm. I don't care how old you get Cause he recognized the little pea head dude running down the you know basketball court <laughs> to the dude just sending the bleachers with his friends and you know I'm over there getting getting some nachos and what was that again? nachos and airheads and he's like hey what's up this man I'm like whoa yeah like, you remember me man like I've been gone for years you know I don't came back he remember who I was like yeah so you know seeing that post that he passed like I'm not gonna lie to that that little, that little kid in me died a little bit because. You know, it was like, wow, like he played a, a major part 
of you know my childhood. Like, yeah, that was tough. That's why I'm telling God and Tony, man, y'all, man, we lost a legend today, man. You know, we did. You know, you know I just just like you saying the basketball, man. I can go down the rank, man. Mentor, like you say, your coach. I'm talking. About, I can go from Rick, man, to coach Makai, to coach Mike McGee, and. Greg O'Neill and Zeke Bond and Mr. Lord, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and shout out to all Pop Banks and all these guys, man, for this instilled in our life at a young age. Then when I got to middle school, I had my coach Francis, coach James, and got to high school, coach Wimbledon and, and coach uh, Spears and coach Wright. You know, these, these guys really played major parts in our life, man. And yeah. these if now coaches don't even care about kids the same way they do not, man. They 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 just looking for kids to be trophies, tokens, man. They trying to go get the best kids. They ain't even teaching no more. They just want to go around different surrounding kind of get the biggest flock, and they selling this stuff to their parents. You bring that kid to your school, I'm gonna get him in now. Instead of you teaching them, get to know this kid, you know, and develop a relationship with it, see what he get. Like, that's what I remember the most of all the relationship I had with the coach. Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, I had a good relationship with coaches, too. I started <laughs> playing sports a little. I started playing early, then I had a little career. I wasn't playing, but the coaches I remember in high school, Coach Fletcher, mm-hmm. um, Coach Foster, oh, yeah. Coach Love, and Coach Love, them – them coaches right there, they meant a lot to me. And Coach Pastor, too. Yeah. Them, them coaches meant a lot to me. And definitely Coach Foster. I remember I was in, um, I was going <laughs> to ninth grade. And he'd see me in the gym. And he'd be like, they go that superstar. Mm-hmm. And can he made me feel like that's what I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so when when, um, when they when, when what happened to him happened to him, it was tough for me and a lot of the yeah. players on the team because we felt like he got mistreated. He did. And he didn't get treated the right way. Should have been the head coach. Yeah, but should have been the head coach. Them coaches right there, them coaches meant a lot to me, man. Cause I had real talk with them coaches. It wasn't like that's my coach. It was like somebody I can go and talk to. Mm-hmm. That was all about, man. Yeah, because I still hear Coach Foster to this day in the gym. You know, yeah. don't be afraid of being great. They know, but they him. That's mm-hmm. like he had two phrases now. Excuse my friend Pop, because I gotta say it. He'll say half ass results. Yeah, well, no, half-ass effort get half-ass results. And yeah. I'm like, I, I hear that every time I go to the gym. Every single, I, I'm like, you know what, man? I ain't finna cheat myself like this. I'm supposed to be doing 15 reps. I'm gonna do 15 reps because I can just hear Coach Foster in my head. Like, hey, hey man, you, don't be afraid of being great. Hey, you just said the key thing. Hey, man, you might try to cheat, but you can't cheat because you hear the coach your head. Cheat ain't cheat. so well, bro. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Yep. yep. Oh, that's all like when I hear when I people ask me, how you just embrace just playing all the position? And my dad in my head, that'd be different. Yeah, yeah it'd be different. You yeah, don't know what you don't know what it can take you playing that position. You don't. I play defense and <laughs> I'm five six, 180 pounds, defense and yeah. But my when they told me that, I was like, oh man, you ain't gonna play it no more, man. <laughs> Also, say if you're gonna start something, you're gonna finish it, and that'll be different. Yeah, so I did. And we can walk away at the end of the year, we don't want to do it no more. You feel, but don't start then and quit. You feel like you don't know how you're gonna end up. Mm-hmm. You don't, and you ain't got no idea how that how, how it might happen. Like, you might mess around to get some serious action from that Dang. position. You never know because, you know. <laughs> I, I tell you one thing, man, like, you know, I was. First thing they said when they when they put me on the field, that boy got speed. Hey, he's gonna be a pony. Put him pony. And you know, I, I played it. I got helicoptered. I said, I can't. I don't want to do this, coach. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They put me on defense. Who, <laughs> who would have thought this little buck fifty scrawny dude right here can hit? Yep. They'll, they'll, they'll. And it wasn't even like I had to go. Go my bad part. Go ahead. Liz dude always had the big part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Liz dude, man, you get the Liz dude, man. You got this, he's seen four when he, when he run through a brick wall, but you got this joker right here, five, nine, five, ten. He ready to run through a whole brick wall. Mm-hmm. So enough. <laughs> so enough. 
Then you be asking dudes, man, why you even, why you even this big, bro? You big feel? for nothing. <laughs> but God bless you with that. You don't even want to work it. Yeah. I, I don't heard. I, we it's it's a term in our city, man. Big for nothing. Big for nothing. That that's the south. You don't, and you don't want to be labeled big for nothing. So we got a homeboy right now, Sugar Bear. That boy, don't you think it's sweet? Cause it ain't sweet. But I promise you, he'll hit something. For sure, man. <laughs> I see you the other day. That's my guy, man. I see you sugar better the other day, man. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's sweet? He gonna show you his sour with his weight. Well, definitely, man. <laughs> ain't that sweet? But the name, bro. I promise you, that boy right there will put a hole in you. <laughs> Man, these kids got to understand, man, and we get, man, you can make it anywhere, man. Shout out to AJ, my nephew, man, for being region oh, yeah. champ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, shout out. Good shout out. Right, man. Shout out to all kind of soccer team, man. Yeah, shout out to my boy AJ, man. He need to be defensive player of the year. Yo, I ain't he, just saying that because of my cousin. He really do. That boy need to be defensive player of the year. Yep. <laughs> he really like that. Hey, don't y'all got another uh, – he went to the um the NFL combine or the Nike combine. Oh, CJ Allen. Shout out to CJ Allen. Shout out to CJ Allen. CJ Allen, man. Shout out to man. Got big promise here, man. Just a sophomore. Shout out to his older brother, Key, man. He in college playing football. And shout out to my boy, Malik Stewart, man. Also in college playing football as well, man. Shout out to all them boys, man. Man, shout out to all them boys, man. Man, we try to represent Bond, but we try to put the little thing on the map, man. Trying to tell you, bro. Lamar kind of sports on fire. Here, AU team, man. Shout out. Shout out to the old boy, man. So, well, hey, uh, we have covered everything tonight. Y'all got any other special shout outs or any uh remarks before we wrap it up? Shout out to um Brandon B. Chapman, that nigga drunk somewhere. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> Wake up, Nick. <laughs> hey, hey, man, what? it did be man in the honor, man. I they appreciate y'all guys, man, for allowing me to be on here, man, and share the platform with y'all guys, man. And it's been a joy and fun tonight, man. To everybody, man, y'all have a good night, man. Y'all have a blessed week, man. Let this week be the best week of your life. You know, don't let nobody get in your way this week with negative talk. We block it out all negative talk this week. We don't want any positive talk this week. Surround yourself with positive people, not negative people, man. Y'all have a a great night and a great week. I heard that. No said. No said. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. This is your boy Izzy T closing it up. Red Cup TV. Talk to him. We'll catch y'all next week.